Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. As always, GOPJosh.com is my website. My name is GOP Josh. Back after a long hiatus. We don't need to talk about the hiatus. We are just back from said hiatus. Uh, not skipping a beat here. We're going to hop right into it. Um, I want to start by giving you an overview of what we're going to talk about today. Air Force is the branch of military that many... People running for Congress were in. J.R. Majewski, a friend of the program, one of them. And they released his military records incorrectly, claiming that he never served in battle. He was in intelligence. They don't track where people in intelligence go. That's besides the point. The Air Force is now admitting that they released these records incorrectly and are going to do something to, to, to fix that, but whatever they're going to do. We're going to talk, talk about that. The mainstream media is not covering that at all, by the way, because people like Jerry Majewski, people that were in the military are now running for Congress on Republican tickets, are very threatening to the establishment and threatening to the mainstream. They see things in the military, they know how the military-industrial complex works, and they're running to take it on. That doesn't make people in media very happy. Trump, is possibly getting indicted. They've said he's going to get indicted for over a week now, or almost a week now, uh, a week tomorrow. It is the 27th year of our Lord, 2023, in the month of March. Um, two different indictments are coming for Trump, uh, two different prosecutors. Uh, TikTok is in the news. Uh, the, the CEO of TikTok came to uh, Washington, D.C. to testify. Um, and then we have a long Ohio segment, a lot going on in Ohio's uh, Constitution and the process of amending said constitution. You can call into the program, 574-675-6747, or maybe 
you know, we, we record this program just intermittently throughout the day, different times, uh, every single episode. So if you follow me on Twitter and, and watch out for the Spaces icon, if I'm live doing the show on Spaces, you will be able to call in through Spaces, or you can leave a voicemail at 574-675-6747. Also, Greg Wheeler, running for Congress in Ohio's 13th district, uh, he lost to Madison Gilbert in the primary last time. Hopefully he wins the primary this time. He would have won that race bigly against uh, Amelia Stikes. He is running for Congress again. He's joining us on the program this uh, mon- next Monday, one, one week from today. So if you want to leave a question for him, you can email those, josh at gopjosh.com, josh at gopjosh.com. I want to thank you all for your emails throughout the time I was on hiatus, making sure I'm okay. We're all good, just just busy, 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 busy. Didn't have time to sit back. And this this show takes a long time. It takes quite a bit of time to prepare the news and to actually sit down and record it and get it to my computer and upload it to the podcast. It doesn't sound like a lot, and it really isn't a lot after you do it for a long time. It just still takes time. Um, and, and so we are glad to be back. I'm very glad to be with you all again today. So the Air Force. Probably the most important story you're going to hear all week. The Air Force has ID'd two new GOP candidates whose military records were improperly released. So there's this organization. I'm not going to, I'll read the article here uh, from Politico in just a second. An organization called Due Diligence LLC went and contacted their contacts in the military on behalf of Democrat candidates and released military records of candidates to prove they weren't honest about their service. That's the, 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 the long and the short of it. In a letter dated Friday, which was attained by Politico, the Air Force told House Armed Services Committee Chair Mike Rogers from Alabama and Oversight Committee Chair James Comer from Kentucky that an audit by its personnel center found nine people's records were released without authority to the firm due diligence group between 2021 and 2023. Seven of those records affected GOP candidates for office in 2022. Five were already known, and two were just confirmed. The two that were confirmed were J.R. Majewski, a friend of the program. We know this happened, by the way, and I can probably find his apology video when he was actually having to defend himself crazily for this. Because they disrespected him, and they slandered his name. It is a about two-minute apology. You're not going to play the whole thing here. Um, I'll play this clip, though. The Trump rally in Dayton, that was me shouting down there. Anyways, I'm, I'm a friend of JR. I consider myself his friend. He's been on the program. And when I came out full on attacks, slandering him, I came out against the attacks the day it happened because they were slandering him. They were disrespecting him, disrespecting someone I respect greatly. He is a great man. He is a patriot. Without this slander, we would have had a congressman, a congressman, Jared Majewski. But they announced they released them incorrectly. Uh, someone else was Robert uh, Brimmer, Eli Brimmer. He ran um, in the primary against Michael Bennett in Colorado or tried to run it uh, against him in the general. He lost the primary election. Uh, Don Bacon, Zach Nunn, uh, Nebraska and Iowa respectively, they were also released to do due diligence. McCarthy's going to go at this further. Um, Bacon and Nunn. Jennifer Ruth Green, Indiana candidate who challenged uh, Frank Mervin from Indiana last year. Sam Peters, who took on Representative Stephen Horsford in November. And Kevin DeLicker, who fell short last year in GOP's primary to challenge Susan Wild from Pennsylvania. This is a problem. This is seven unique, admitted to instances 
where personal military records of candidates on the Republican side of the ticket were released to slander them and to hurt their name. These people, all of them, all seven of them served with honor, served with honor, and they are being attacked because they're running for office. Think about this for a minute, folks. You put your life on the line for your country. You serve in intelligence, you serve on the ground, whatever you might serve under. You decide that you want to help your country by running for Congress and do the right thing in Congress in Washington. And you are attacked heavily for it, including people illegally releasing your military records. An Air Force spokesman confirmed the authenticity of the letter to lawmakers and said that the names of the four people affected by the releases who are not candidates for congressional office are not being released to protect their privacy. Four other people were impacted by this. It's not just candidates. So when do we take back our military-industrial complex? When do we try to take back our military? Try to take back these institutions we have that are disrespecting us and, and hating on our name and hating on our party and hating on our candidates. Jeremy Majewski is one of the best candidates this cycle. Hopefully he runs again. He will be the best candidate next cycle. And he was attacked because he decided to run for office. And they released his military records incorrectly. Let me see if I can find this tweet here from JR. Because he was, he was covering it on his Twitter page pretty bigly while we, we were not on the air here. Let's see if, they, if I can find it here. He's accusing Marcy Kaptur of paying for the military records, his social security number. He either abused, she either abused her office or worked with an entity that broke federal law just to get her reelected. Now, I'm not saying that JR would have 100% won had this not happened, had this slander not happened, okay? I think if there's a good shot, he would have been very close or he would have gotten just over the tipping point. He lost by 13 points, and I, I want to let you all know how big of an accusation they had against this man. They claimed he misrepresented his service. He never served in battle. He was never in danger. He was never in Afghanistan. J.R. Majewski served in intelligence. You don't track people's every move who serve in intelligence. It's pretty stupid to track and publicly record where people in intelligence are moving. What's the point of intelligence? He was in and out of battle, moving back and forth. He was in the Air Force. They fly a lot. I hope JR runs again. I hope he sues the crap out of these people. He will win if he runs again. He will win the primary, no, no, no contest. Donald Trump on the ticket will carry him to victory. And he will win. And he is who's going to, to take down Marcy Kaptur. Because I'm tired of the left damaging and hurting our candidates and hurting our people and hurting their, their, their name and slandering them with no repercussions, with no takebacks, with, with no ability to be held accountable for what they said. We have to take back our industry somehow. That includes the military-industrial complex. Hopefully, Mr. Majusi is coming on the program again soon. We will ask him about this on the program. Um, it's a shame. It really is. It, it truly is disgusting what they did to him and what they did to six other candidates and four other private citizens who they will not name and publicly release. Back after this. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 
Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Glad to be with you all today. As always, our Patreon.com slash GOP Josh voicemail line, 57GOP Josh 757-475-6747. Our email is josh at gopjosh.com. You can support the program at patreon.com slash GOP Josh. A $3 subscription goes a long way through that platform. Patreon.com slash GOP Josh. Patreon.com slash GOP Josh. $5 is, is Fiverr. Uh, you can read into Fiverr online. bit.ly slash GOP Josh. Fiverr, F I V E R R. It's a great platform to get things done you need done. Logos, voiceover, translation services, whatever you might need. Uh, bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr. Red Future Radio sponsor, blackoutcoffee.com. Use code TSMS. Use code TSMS. Our website, GOPJosh.com and redfutureradio.com here on the program. So, Trump warns of potential death and destruction if he is charged in hush money case. So we have a lot to say about this. This is a seven-minute article from the Washington Post. I'm not going to read every second of it. But we're going to kind of skim through it here and, and, and cover it bigly. First of all, this hush money case, this supposed hush money case, actually happened. Does it say when it happened in this article? Does it even say the year? It doesn't. It happened before he ran for office. It happened before he ran for president. The supposed actual case itself. It's also reported he might have paid hush money in 2018. Quick math here. That's five years ago, right? The statute of limitations in New York where this case is being tried. And by the way, a federal prosecutor took up this case, said no thank you, and dropped it back down. And they're still trying to push him on it. Just reminding you of that fact first and foremost. But based on the statute of limitations, assuming this happened before 2018 or in 2018, it can no longer be presented as evidence. The statute of limitations for non-rape and non-murder cases in the state of New York is five years. This whole thing is that Trump is supposedly being charged for hush money cases and payments to Stormy Daniels to conceal an affair. Trump called him, a, the, the, the uh, attorney, Alvin Bragg, a degenerate psychopath, which I think is hilarious. Uh, so he said, what kind of person can charge another person, in this case a former president of the United States who got more votes than any sitting president in history, and leading candidate by far for the Republican nomination, with a crime when it is known by all that no crime has been committed? So they're they're claiming... Trump sent hush money to Stormy Daniels to stop her from releasing that they had an affair. Yada, yada, yada. No one cares. This is so boring and so old. Do I believe Trump was the most faithful husband in the world? No, and he'll answer that one day. But he's one of the best presidents of my lifetime, and that's what they actually hate about him. You really think the people on the left that work for the prosecutor's office, that work for these offices that are trying to prosecute him, actually care? If he had an affair, they'd probably promote him having an affair. These are degenerate leftists. These aren't people that support moral values. And I support moral values, and I'm not defending Trump by any means for this case. But the thing is, it's no longer standing. If they wanted to charge him for it, they should have charged him for it in 2018. Or 2019, or 2020, or 2021. Not now. Why'd they wait so long until he's actually leading in the polls leading the Republican nomination again for the third time, and he will win the presidency for a third time to start charging him on this. Trump asked people to protest um, if he was going to get arrested. 
I'm going to be honest here. I think peaceful protests at state capitals at the DA's office aren't a bad thing. My concern is that Republicans protest. And here's my theory. Okay, I'm going to be a conspiracy theorist for a minute. Give me some give me a break. We're going to protest this arrest. We're going to protest Trump being arrested. Trump will be arrested. They will. This is a misdemeanor charge. By the way, they will hold him in jail without bail because he has money to pay for bail. Republicans will protest. Antifa will infiltrate said protest as was done on January 6th, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol. And Joe Biden or whoever it is will see this violence and whoever's controlling Joe Biden and call martial law because we're going to destroy ourselves as a country if we don't declare martial law and stop elections. We know as of right now, any Republican who runs in Ohio for Senate and Montana for Senate and West Virginia for Senate will win. Pretty much guaranteeing a flip of the Senate, right? We know that John Fetterman's not healthy in the Senate right now. We know that Joe Biden's not healthy as president right now. And we know that anyone who runs in probably Pennsylvania in 2024 against Bob Casey uh, and whoever runs for president in 2024 against Joe Biden will win if they are a Republican. So how, what is the best way to hold power and not lose power because people voted you out? Don't have elections. It's what Putin does. It's what Stalin does or did. It's what Xi Jinping does. It's what Kim Jong-un does. But we're America, right? We can't just throw people under the bus and say, well, we can't have elections anymore because we don't like the candidates. So they're going to take Donald Trump or take whoever the candidate is, run them through the ringer and make it to where their their uh, supporters get upset. And so they start to riot. And maybe they're not actually supporters that are rioting. We don't know. We'll see. If this comes true, I told you so. I'm just going to let you know. Um, of course, the this is what happened leading up to the U.S. Capitol mob in January 6, 2021. Be there. It will be wild. Remember this. Hakeem Jeffries, who is irrelevant. He is just another congressperson like anyone else right now. The twice impeached former president's rhetoric is reckless, reprehensible, and irresponsible. It's dangerous. And if he keeps it up, he's going to get someone killed. Ashley Babbitt, maybe. He is principally responsible for inciting the violent insurrection that happened on January 6th, but he has clearly not learned his lesson. No one cares, dude. Really. I cannot stand that man. Um, so they're going to try to get Trump arrested. They're going to try to put him in chains. He wants to do a perp walk, apparently, which I think is hilarious. Just him. Can you imagine Trump walking through New York just with his hands behind his back, just cuffed? Uh, for a stupid case, someone's trying to push another case. Um, let's see here. This is from Slate, which I don't know what Slate is. I don't think it's a really trustworthy news source. Um, the pop culture magazine, it looks like. On Wednesday, with unusual speed, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the lower uh, for the D.C. Circuit swatted down an attempt by former President Trump to block a lower court's order that is a lawyer immediately turn over documents subpoenaed by Special Counsel Jack Smith's grand jury. Trump could appeal to the Supreme Court. He's already uh, opted against it here. So courts are losing patience with Trump. Yeah, the courts are losing patience with Trump. It's just a yada, yada, yada. They don't really care. And... The only thing I could imagine they'd get him on is something in Georgia. 
They would try something to get Trump in Georgia with the election fraud claims, the claims of 11,780 ballots. It's not going to work either way. But they're going to try something. And I don't think any grand jury outside of D.C. would prosecute Trump. But it wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, I I don't think it'd be like a a pressure point where they're like, we need to indict Donald Trump right here because this jury's going to not let him go. I just think it's going to be a main... I just, I don't care. I I do care in the aspect that they are going to try to prosecute the best president of my lifetime because he is the best president of my lifetime. Which I wasn't alive when Reagan or or, or any of them were, were alive. I was born into Bush and I had Obama. I don't want Obama either. Um, So we'll see. Right, I don't think Trump's going to get arrested. I don't think he's going to be charged with any sort of crime because he didn't commit any sort of crime. If he did, it was out of the statute of limitations now. It's a little late. If they even honor those anymore. I don't know how that works. I'm not a lawyer. Um, might be one day. I don't know. I got my ACT scores back. or um, might, might go to law school, but I doubt it. I like this show a lot better than I'd imagine. I'd like being in a courtroom all day. Never actually been to a courtroom, so that's fun. Um... So, yeah, we are going to be right back after this in the program. I'm going to start, first of all, um, before we go to the break. I'm kind of interested in this whole, and I don't want to say the name of it. it. It's the 17th letter of the alphabet. I'll just say that. The whole 17th letter theory um, involving the information leaks and everything like that. So I, I, I bought a book, or I didn't buy a book. I rented a book from the library, expecting it to be about the, bi- not in a bipartisan, but like a an independent report of what this theory is about. It's called The Storm is Upon Us by Mike Rothschild. I'm about 100 pages in so far, and it's just, it's like a pipe dream. This this book is like a pipe dream. It's just, I like saying this and this and this, and we're going to say this all, and we're going to just say it all, and it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a very, very hectic book so far, but I'm going to continue reading it and I'm going to finish reading it. Might have to give you a book report when it's all said and done here on the program. Back after this on the Red Future Radio Network, this is The Conservative Crusader. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today, as always. Talking China and TikTok and Arizona. Two separate topics there. Um, We're going to cover them both in this segment before going on to our Ohio segment. I have new music for the Ohio segment, by the way. I can't wait for you all to hear that here on the program. Make sure if you're enjoying the show today, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify 
scroll down a little bit, make sure you see the little star. If you're on Apple, hit the star on the very furthest right, the, fi the fifth star out of the five, press that one um, to send a five-star rating on the way on the right side of the page. And if you're on Spotify, hit the little pill icon underneath the, the subscribe button, press that and make sure you hit the furthest star on the right as well, all five stars there to support the program and keep us on the air. I like reading these reviews. I, I, I have a weird obsession with reading reviews about myself, especially when it comes to the podcast and it comes to what people have to say about me on the review page. Um, March 14th, Janice Fahey, I think is how you pronounce it. Let me, let me bring this up on a bigger page. If I can see it all.com or here, uh, I want to read this review and, and why we need to combat this, all right? We need to combat these left-wing lunatics on here, okay? Um, do I have a reviews page on here? I don't know how to use this website. All right, we're just going to read what I can here. I can't read the title. It's just a 14-year-old boy speaking, and then it goes to C. Abortion is not a good look. It sounds like Mr. Crusader wants to make sure he never sees a GOP POTUS again in his lifetime. Sweet. Um, where's the agitprop one? Sadly, this poor kid has fallen into the lies and hypocrisy of the modern GOP. As a Republican who often looks for informed... Where it is? Um, where it is? Here it is. As a Republican who often looks for informed, convincing, nuanced, conservative podcasts, this one is just another embarrassment to true conservative ideals. It's filled with falsehoods, poor arguments, and ultimately is a reflection of the loud political hacker that for some reason rises to the top on the right. Don't credence to this clearly un undereducated, starved for attention child. All right, so if you want to compete with that, you're more than welcome. Just go to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Rate five stars, leave a positive review. If you're going to leave a negative one, don't even leave one at all, okay? Okay. Why does the United States see China as a threat and see TikTok as a threat, a Chinese-owned platform? Do we have the clip here? I don't think we do. The TikTok CEO, he's from Singapore. He's a Singapore-American. We should put him back in Singapore, by the way. Why is he in this country to begin with? U.S. lawmakers have grilled TikTok CEO uh, Xiao Zaichu about a data security and harmful content with pushing to ban the popular so short video app nationwide. TikTok has over 150 million American users. That's half of the country. According to, uh, and is wholly owned by a subsidiary of Chinese technology firm ByteDance which appoints its executives. ByteDance is based in Beijing, but resident in the Cayman, uh, Cayman Islands, or Cayman Islands, as is commonly for privately owned Chinese companies. Its headquarters is in Beijing's Northwest Hadian District, home to key universities and hub for tech, up, tech startups. There's also headquarters in Singapore and Los Angeles for TikTok and ByteDance. Uh, ByteDance is worth $400 billion, or $220 billion, I'm sorry, it used to be $400 uh, Chinese tech companies and privately held ones like ByteDance have plunged in value since the ruling of the Chinese Communist Party tightened control over the industry with anti-monopoly and data security lockdowns and crackdowns. ByteDance says 60% of its shares are owned by non-Chinese investors. Um, Carlyle Group, Kohlberg's, Kravis, uh, Roberts, SoftBank Group, employees own 20% and the founders remaining 20% own it. So this is the problem with TikTok. The data is stored in Singapore and America for American users. American users in the app they use is developed in China. 
So if the developers need access to information in China, if the um, engineers, so to speak, for lack of a better term, need access to data in China, they access the data from China. And they put they get it from Singapore or the United States, and they access that user data. You know who else is in China that needs access to user data according to their own rules? The Chinese Communist Party. 150 or 250 million people, or however many it was, I think it's 150, yeah. 150 million people having this app on their phone gives them 150 million profiles of Americans and data built up involving and surrounding those Americans. Do you see the problem yet? Do you see where the problem is that China has access to whatever's on your phone, location data, browsing history data, all of the data on your phone is accessed by China and is accessible by the Chinese Communist Party. This is a national security threat. These are our children. A good number of the profiles on TikTok, if you open the app, I don't encourage you to, and just start scrolling, you're going to find nine-year-olds just having a TikTok account, dancing and lip-syncing or whatever. And it seems innocent on the surface until you realize they can find out what you're browsing, find out where you're located, find out what you're doing on your phone, and realize this is a Chinese Communist Party. This is a threat to the United States of America. One of the biggest threats to the United States of America. So we shouldn't just let this stand by and be all fine and dandy with Chinese Communist Party having access to our data. We need to fight this and make sure they don't have access to our information and access to our data. This is a problem. Federal employees can't have it on their federally issued phones. That means nothing for their personal phones. They can have it on any phone they want that's not owned by the government. Members of Congress, some of them have TikTok accounts. I used to have a TikTok account. I don't use it. So we can't have this happen again. We really can't have an app based in China having access to all of the data for all of the people in the United States of America, or half the people. I bet if you're a parent or you are a guardian of a child, of a young, between the ages of 12 and 16 years old, and you don't, and you're like, hey, my child doesn't have a TikTok account. I bet they do. Or they have a subsidiary of TikTok. The app CapCut is owned by the same people, owned by ByteDance. I believe it is at least, or it's, it's closely associated with China. In CapCut, people use to edit personal videos and TikToks. I've used it to just do quick edits on my phone, but iMovie is a better alternative for that reason alone. I'm going to make sure my, my claim is right. Yep, CapCut's owned by, uh, by ByteDance. So the data they, they collect on there is also collected uh, with TikTok and was also combined to give to China. We're going to have to move on here really quickly here to talk about Carrie Lake as well. But I want you to know, to delete TikTok off your phone. It should be banned from the United States, and I encourage our government to do that. Um, the Arizona Supreme Court ruled Wednesday a lower court must review one of the gubernatorial candidates' election challenges that alleged a ballot counting issue. Um, Lake has argued that a ballot printer issue and the application of signature verification processes in Maricopa County were to blame for her loss. The Court of Appeals denied her request for review in February. Lake's team argues that Republican voters were disadvantaged in Maricopa County because of the chain of custody for ballots was improper. The state Supreme Court ruled the lower court has wrongly tossed out Lake's claim about the signature verification process, and they must go back and look at it. The other six claims were not heard, but this one is. If this isn't enough for Carrie Lake to win, 
this will be enough and should be enough for uh, Abraham. I can't remember his last name here, but he was the Arizona, uh, the attorney general candidate. He lost by like 300 votes, right? This man is going to win. He won. Let's let's be real. Abe um, Hamada. He was a Republican nominee for attorney general. He won the attorney general race. And if this isn't enough to get Kerry Lake in there, it's enough to get Abraham in there. And then Abraham will be able to sue and get Kerry Lake in there uh, in his position of, of, of attorney general. Because she won, he won. Without disenfranchised voters, every Republican on that ticket won. Arizona is a bad state to vote and a bad state to live in, but we have to take it back instead of just letting it go to H-E double hockey sticks. And a big problem we're going to see in the future is Republicans are just going to start moving to Florida if they don't like their state, start moving to Georgia if they don't like their state, which is a good thing. But we can't abandon everywhere. We can't let Florida become our California, where all of our electoral votes are tied up in one state, where if... We somehow start winning uh, California. There is no chance at all Democrats will ever win nationwide again. We can't have that where if they ever lose Florida, we will never win nationwide again. And that's currently where it's at. So don't just move to Florida for a better life because you don't like your state. Run for office. Take back your state. Take back your country. Take back this country, which we all are supposed to find so dear. Back after this with our Ohio segment here on the Red Future Radio Network, gopjosh.com. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network on my favorite, one of my favorite songs in the world. And everybody, yeah, tried to put my Sloopy down. All right. <laughs> Welcome back. That's our new Ohio segment music. I love that song so much. We're going to get an instrumental and use it for the introduction. For during football season and during the big games, might have to do the Ohio State marching band version. You know, there's a lot potential um, to go at. First story I don't really care about, but we have to cover it. John Kasich, the former governor, the biggest disgrace of the Republican Party in American history, John Kasich, second only maybe to John McCain, is coming to an MSNBC show near you. He worked with CNN. He hosts a podcast uh, with Jordan Klepper. I don't know who that is. Or he did. I don't know if he still does or not, but he did. Um... He does not. That podcast did not last. Okay, very cool. Um, I'm going to play this clip here from the first time he appeared on MSNBC. Um, go ahead, play cut. There's a long way to go between now and uh, and the, the election. Look, I mean, is it possible that he has a plurality of voters and will do well and win a nomination? Possibly. Is he going to be president? No way. But one thing, Eamon, we should slow down and think about. Why are these people supporting Donald Trump? Who are these people? And he got 70 million votes. We have to realize that there's a lot of people in this country who feel as though the institutions of this country have not served them well. And we we gotta stop 
trying to look at, you know, these people. Why do they keep, why don't we figure out why they do it? And McCarthy and those folks, I agree with um, with Kim, that's all politics. But for the people that are in East Palestine, where, you know, he visited or the crowds he got in Iowa, what is it? I don't think so much they love Donald Trump. They love the fact that he's shaking everything up, I think, in a negative way, which is why I went to the Democrat convention. In other words, with Donald Trump, he's a negative populist who says you don't have something because somebody else took it from you, as opposed to, yes, we have problems here. Let's dig in and try to fix them. We have to see if a candidate on the Republican side can emerge who can provide hope and rather than despair. That's what we've got to watch. No one listens to this guy. He went from the top-tier left-wing organization of the commentator, CNN, which is fake news completely, but he was top of the ticket there. CNN's a, the second most popular cable news channel in the world, first, second only to Fox News. He lost that gig at CNN for some reason. He started a podcast. No one listens to this podcast. No one listened to this podcast at all. Um, this show probably does better than I guarantee this show does better than his podcast um by the way he's still taking donations oh it's a he's doing a pack okay on his website johnkasick.com which i encourage you not to go there but go to gopjosh.com instead he's getting passed around the left wing it's hilarious he's looking for a home he's a terrible governor terrible politician he goes to cnn they kick him out he goes to a podcast they don't even listen to the podcast now he's on MSNBC. So if you watch MSNBC, for some reason, expect that ugly mug on your screen very soon from Ohio. Disgrace to the Ohio, the worst person in Ohio I've ever probably had to witness. All right. Last year in the Ohio State House, Republicans eliminated the August special election. It cost about $30 million, very low turnout. Um... And making it hard to get people to get out and vote in August. Why is there an election in August? We already had the election in May. The next one's in November. Which I generally respect. Speaking just big picture, I respect that. Um, so there's that. Now we have the left. And I encourage you to go back to my website, gopjosh.com slash interviews. To listen to my interview with... Um, I'm sorry, uh, Lizzie um, Marbach from the, I haven't put it on that page yet, I'm sorry, folks, uh, with the Ohio Right to Life. They're trying to put an abortion amendment on the Constitution. The left wing is the Planned Parenthoods of America and the Protect Choice Ohio America and these organizations that are pro-left wing, pro-Democrat party organizations are trying to put an abortion amendment on the ballot. So what we're trying to do, and Republicans are trying to do smartly, is to take this sort of organization, this sort of group, and require them to get 60% of the vote and putting it on the ballot of, of August to get them to have 60% of the vote. Now, I don't think this is the best way to go about it. We have a shame of a, of a Republican Party that we handed the speakership to a terrible Republican, Jason Stevens. It was a moderate, he's a neocon, he's just bad on the issues, right? He's not a populist. He's not pro-people. He's not pro-democracy by any means. Which he shouldn't be, but that's where I agree with him. Um, or maybe he's too pro-democracy. 
before the speaker elections, Republican Frank LaRose, the Secretary of State, and Republican Brian Stewart, friend of the program, announced they were going to introduce House Joint Resolution 6 to put it to require 60% of the vote to get an amendment across the finish line on the ballot. I'm a big fan of Brian Stewart. He's a good state representative. I enjoy uh, what he does in there, and I'm friends with him, but I wish he would have waited until after the speaker vote to propose this. Jason Stevens would not be speaker. Derek Maron would be speaker. And Derek Maron would put it on the floor for a vote. It would pass because the majority of the Republican caucus, and this is the problem here, the majority of the supermajority supports this amendment. 60% of the state and, and body, I would bet, would support this amendment. But Jason Stevens, who is a Democrat, backed by 33 Democrats and 22 Republicans who claim to be Democrats, and Jason Stevens is actually a Republican, but he's a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, are putting this and refusing to put it on the ballot for a vote. If it's so unpopular, people will reject it at the ballot box. But if we need to save the state, and it should not take 50% plus one in an off-year election, to get an amendment across the finish line. You know when this would go on the ballot? People are saying this is going to carry Sherrod Brown across the finish line. This is going on the ballot this year, on November, assuming they get the, the, the people on the to, to, to vote for it and to sign the petition. This year, 2023, November 5th, 2023, where your ballot's going to consist of school board, tax levies, city council, and this. No offense to school board, city council, uh, tax levies. Those aren't going to motivate people to get out to vote. They wouldn't put it up during a presidential year because it would get rejected bigly. They wouldn't put it up in a midterm year because it would have got rejected bigly. Now they're going for it in the off year to make it to where you have to go out special when you wouldn't regularly vote and vote to reject this amendment. And they know that people who are more likely to vote for city council and school board, just based on how our schools are going, are left-wing people. So they're going to put it on an off-year election when people are going to read it and be like, yeah, that's okay, without revealing the true meaning behind it. So I support a special election for this. I support putting something on the ballot in August that says, hey, it requires 60% to pass an amendment. I support that. One more thing here really quickly. Um... I don't know if we're allowed to play clips from the PBS. I don't know why we couldn't, but I'm not going to here. Um, the way they used the marijuana amendment the uh, in 2015, people proposed that there would have to be an anti-monopoly amendment on the ballot. So they put one on the ballot saying there's only going to be 10 growing sites. That's what the original amendment said, 10 growing sites for marijuana in the state of Ohio. This amendment said there's an anti-monopoly. So what could happen is um, alongside the marijuana amendment legislation, there would be another one that said there's no monopolies. So had they both passed, one passed, one didn't. Um, I believe they one passed, one didn't. Yes. Had they both passed, the monopolies one passed, the marijuana one failed. Had they both passed, whichever one had the most votes would pass. Right, which would probably be the, the, the bribery not bribery, the monopolies. So there's a monopoly one there. And so the marijuana one would fail. What we could do, and what Republicans could do, and what Matt Huffman's not doing, is 60% voter approval 
is on the ballot at the same time of the abortion amendment, hoping 60% gets more votes than the abortion amendment. If they both pass, the abortion amendment is there invalid because it did not get 60%. And assuming it gets 60%, it would pass either way, and that's a lost cause. Really need to think about it, and I want to give you all the website, ohiohouse.gov. You can put that in there. Um, if you don't know who your representative is, I, I am ashamed of you. I'm just kidding. Go to district map. You can put in your full street address here. So let's just put one high street Columbus. OH. And then the zip code. My representative, if I lived in downtown Columbus, would be Dontavius uh, Geralds. You can click on that little link that pops up there. There's his phone number. Hey, Dontavius Geralds, get on this right now. Thank you. Hang up the phone. Pressure your legislators. Go to party events. Especially if it's like if you're a Republican in downtown Columbus, go to a Democrat party event. Don't wear MAGA stuff. Just go there because that's where they're going to be hanging out and say, hey, why don't you vote for this? Why don't you support this? This is a good thing. Protecting and defending our constitution. It should not take 50 plus 1 to put an amendment across the finish line in the state and to permanently and constantly alter our state entirely. That's not acceptable. We have to protect our constitution and that means we need to stop this radicalness with the abortion amendment back next or on Wednesday. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Back on Wednesday. Didn't mean to start the music so early. Back on Wednesday here at GOPJosh.com. Stay tuned.